True story. You think Scamman is alive or dead right now? I think alive. Alive. Alive in all of us. Alive in well? Or alive in Alive in our souls. Alive in our souls is not. The Scatman is actually. Scatman. Scatman is not only dead, he's been dead for almost 20 years. <laughs> Scatman's alive in us. A, well, he died of just, lung cancer. It wasn't even like a glorious death. That's. Wow. What did you want? I didn't realize how what old me, he was. He what was if, born in the What 40s. if he got lung cancer after. Saving children from a burning building while not properly like—I don't think it was. I think it's because he was too busy scatting. Probably takes a toll on your lungs in his throat. And they're like, "Sir, you need to stop scatting." He's like, "I can't. I was I made can't. to scat. It's, it's who I am. <laughs> I'm not the not scat man." <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 71. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. Joining me today, two motivated motorists who don't change their own tires for fear of the jack falling and crushing them. Dave Grimma. That's me. <laughs> and Colonna. I've actually had that happen, but it didn't fall on me. Who did it fall? <laughs> the floor. Oh, okay. Jack the, fell. The ground. And they messed up his door. <laughs> And uh, you messed up everything. It was the worst. It messed thing up ever. like the bottom of his, the body. Yeah. If next time you it, see me, it looks like somebody <laughs> uppercoated my right side of the car. It's because yeah. I did it with a jack of a car, like an idiot. Yeah, he missed. Way to bring that up, Mark. Well, I didn't mean to say that. I've changed my own tires. I've changed my own tires too, but I always think I'm like this would be real bad if it fell. <laughs> well, I can tell you, it is. It's real bad. Well, bad. speaking of bad, we're going to be talking about Wheels of Aurelia, the game we play for the podcast today. Very excited so to bad. talk about this. Who picked it, Mark? You did for me, which is interesting. I picked it. I picked it with you and my soul and my heart. So that tells a lot about our relationship. We'll talk we, about Wheels of Rome. Well, we had that. a we had a tastemaker where we rekindled. Life with you is a conversation now. sim. <laughs> well, before we get get to all these sims, let's talk about the simulation of life and the lives we're leading. Dave, the bearded fellow, how are you, sir? I'm all right. Um, I've been watching a lot of Overwatch League, getting ready for the stage one finals. I'm sure, like, by the time this comes out, stage one finals have already happened. New York Excelsior. Well, hopefully, hopefully. But I, how boring has this season been? Pretty boring. I mean, you know, it's... I, I can attest to it. Can you attest to it? Well, Dan, you always find it boring. I watched the one thing Dave showed me. I'm like, I get it. It's just the comp isn't interesting anymore. It's the same it's like people. Everyone runs three three, and like every once in a while, we'll maybe we'll switch Ryan for Winston. Yeah, and it's just it's who's gonna get the graviton who's... surge? Are they gonna be able to get out of it? Where does the diva mm-hmm. bomb go? Is Ryan gonna hold his shield at the right angle? Yeah, to, it's, know. It, no. So it's it's little like you're just waiting for that first pick, and then it's done. And that's why, like, I was texting you the other night. There was a charge match that I got really excited yeah. for. Because they ran kind of in a very DPS heavy, aggressive, Pharah, like on yeah, a combo. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is interesting. This is nice. But it was really for that one map. That was all it really yeah. was for. Well, I mean, it is it is unfortunate, but I do think that this is something they must notice it. Because even the announcers yeah. kind of poke at it. It's like, oh, pretty yeah. much a standard comp. But I yeah. guess it's hard for these pros. I mean, they know what to run. Like this is the most efficient. This is they've they've seen it. They know. Yeah. Do you think that in order to balance going forward, they have to do a lock two two two? Because that's that's what I'm hearing they might do. 
That would certainly change things. I'll say that. Then you can't you can't upset the balance one way too much. Then yeah, and I think it's at one hand it kind of it would really stink because it it, it really kind of limits the terms of the diver like as weird as it sounds like the diversity of the type of cruise because yeah. suddenly it's like well what do I want to go heavy this heavy that but if that's not what people are doing and you want to mix yeah. it up because then I think you'll end up seeing probably you're not going to see like a mercy like resurrection like it's probably still going to be zen because he's still so offensive and like a Brigitte or an Anna people are especially or probably a Lucia really most realistically like the tanks will probably be the same so like the DPS might be different for teams but if they if they force a 2-2-2 two, two, two? Yeah, like if you like, just in terms of who's gonna run what, depending on the map. I think simply a D, if people are using different DPSs, that will make things super interesting. I think. I got, I got a question. Yeah. Go for it. Do you, do you think? I don't watch a lot of Overwatch League, but Love I understand enough it. about Overwatch. I do like it. Um, do you think that the maps need to lean, uh, in the favor of or against certain characters? Like they start. They to already do. Lean. Yeah, I mean. Like, yeah, a lot, a lot of them do, or it's just. Yeah, I mean, like it's like Junker Town works better for snipers because they have long yeah, lines of sight. Yeah, you know? like there are things like that, and it, it is cool to see, you know, and that's what you want to see. I think, besides seeing good Overwatch play, I think people just want to see variety. Yeah, and they need to do, and that's so tricky, especially for this. You know, especially as they keep adding more and more heroes. I'm gonna say, which is why I thought it would have been smart for them to start eventually when you get hit a certain point. Start taking heroes out during seasons. Mm. Like, oh, this this is like the season without Tracer. Like a couple a couple of different ones. And then when they rotate, oh, we gotta plan around the season. We gotta. You're you know, saying like what are our options? Like competitive, to disable like certain heroes for everybody, or you're talking for for, for comp, for everyone, comp, and for pro. I think that competitive Overwatch that we play at home should mm. always mimic the 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 sport. Yeah, but it. Does it? It would be cool to know that I'm playing on the same playing field, literally like the same field as the pros, because I feel that way when I enter certain battle royale games. I'm like, oh man, I could get matched up with Ninja while playing Fortnite on PC. Yeah, I get that, but like, but then don't you think that you're you're running into a little thing? It's like that's a scenario where okay, we're providing you this product. Now we're taking things out of the product. But well, that's for comp. You don't have to play. Yeah, I would say like you can play quick play and have access to everybody. You just say just yeah. for competitive, just mm-hmm. for comp. That would be interesting. I don't know. I mean, that's only just for comp because it's like what pros are doing, and I think this makes a lot of sense because I think there's too many heroes right now. Well, see, that the, they're are, not going to take them out of the game. There's too many of and them. And that's what I was alluding to, like, like a little earlier, like when the new systems eventually drop. Like, I don't think there's going to be an Overwatch two. Like if they're mm, just gonna no, they're gonna just keep adding it. So now it's like, so when do we, you know, is there gonna be a point where literally there's too many heroes? Or to your point, maybe they do make a sequel to Overwatch and they. And then you worry about like splitting your base. Then it's like people playing on Overwatch base. One and then Overwatch That's Two. True. That's and... what happened with Destiny. Honestly, people still play Destiny One. I can imagine. Yeah. But not. It wouldn't be as big of a split. But just the point is, it's mm, the tricky um, situation. But so, no, going yeah. back, to, I definitely agree, Dave. Little disappointed, but I do like the new teams. I do feel like there's mm. that in itself is kind of mixed things up a little bit. I'm curious to yeah. see how the playoffs run, but yeah, they need to they need to do something. I definitely agree with that. 
Well, what are you going to do, Dan, with your cool... Are oh. those your laser glasses or whatever? These are my me, my yeah, specs. Well, my, I get, like, flares sometimes in, like, the side of my eye, and I'm like, that's annoying. That sounds so I... terrible. You should go to a doctor. Like halos? Maybe. I don't know. Like, little, f- like, flashes. Nothing crazy. You're getting me concerned <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, I mean, either my eyes are going to be gone. You ever worry... Of... Like, is that, like, the thing that you worry about the most in our current field of work is your eyes oh, go yeah. and then what can you do my, my eyes go and then what i put a square bracket down okay now single quote type the you word do the size. braille keys <laughs> yeah but then we wouldn't be um, able to see it like how would we know we adjusted it the right way you just re- remember dave's referring to our careers as web developers and how would i yeah. do it if i can't see the code yeah. uh i don't want to think well about you have to take the breaks website. you have to get off of your desk 15 that's minutes the truth that's right well my hobbies involve screens my we my... are exposed to a lot of screens that's actually one thing i'm very thankful i'm not exposed to career, screens yeah. pretty much in my uh, that's kind of that's why i deleted twitter and instagram from my phone i'm, I'm excited to be yeah, on but my you phone said you just play the switch more that's true well, that's fine I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's the same that's the same amount of screen it is a lot of screen all right well i've been playing the switch more than <laughs> user segue because i've been playing a ton of tetris 99 tetris right. 99 oh my god addicting i was playing this weekend with Chris, brother-in-law, Annie's brother, he was here, and we played Tetris 99, we took turns, neither of us won. So let me just make Go sure, on. like, I get it. So it's like, you're playing Tetris, but there's 98 other people playing Tetris, and you can see them, and it's, like, they can somehow affect your Tetris board? Yeah. So yeah. you can choose between <clears throat> four types of targets, essentially. You can choose random targets. You can choose attackers, which are people who are attacking you. Mm-hmm. You can choose people who are close to getting knocked out. Yeah. Or you can choose, uh, what's the last one? You said random uh, already? Random KOs. People attackers. who use the blues. Oh, and badges. People who have gotten a lot of knockouts. Ooh. So you can set these criteria and then it targets people and you're trying to knock out other people while you're playing and staying alive. Well, how do you, how do you knock people out? When you, like getting in Tetris, when you get combos, which are usually more than one line Mm -hmm. break at a time, you send lines over to their screen. Is it weird? I've never actually played Tetris. It fills up from the bottom of the screen. I understand the concept. Tetris is so much fun. It's the blocks and you put the blocks. It's the blocks and the lines. I feel like you've just really upset Dave. I mean, I've seen Tetris occur. I just, I've never actually <laughs> never sat. played Tetris. <laughs> never, how did you avoid it? You avoided one well, of the most popular video games. Thing. I never really, like, when I had... It was a, on Nintendo. Yeah, but, like, and I wasn't really... Well, after the Super NES, I wasn't really into Nintendo. And, like, I played RPGs. It was an NES game. It was I a, didn't have it for NES. I played on, the Turtle Tam level over and over. Oh, oh, to go to your probably point, you should get Tetris Effect. As people say, and play, about Tetris and effect. play it on VR. I don't know. It seems a little like intense. What? It was, did you not get VR to be in the game? That's true. I did. Did you not get VR to plug in? I did. I do plug feel. in now. What do you play? Astro Boy. Yeah. So, uh, so my segue. I actually. I had oh, sh- this is what you got VR for for Astro Boy. Well, I'll say like, I had I had other things I was going to talk about, but then uh, as I was alluding to you guys, I was like, I think I'm just going to do it. So I, I had a lot of credit card points and I used them on, I bought the PSVR bundle with Astro Boy and, and Moss, which are the two games I wanted to play the most. Moss, like a tree moss? Uh, no, it's like, is it? No, it might be actually. M-O-S-S. I haven't played it yet, but I heard it was good. And okay. oh my God, it's wonderful. It's so <laughs> wonderful. Wow. I don't think it's like, 
I don't want to play every game like this. You feel like you're going to take off your goggles and Nell's going to be a teenager? No, something like, <laughs> like Well, I said, like, in terms of How setup... How long have I been in there? It's terms of setup and stuff like that. It is a little... <laughs> that was one of the things I always heard. It's, like, it's kind of annoying. And I finally got my setup where everything's in a good place. It's not a big deal kind of switching to things. Um, actually, it was, it was good because I found this one stand that has fans built into it. Because my one problem with my PS4 Pro freaking overheats all the time. It just starts running like a jet engine. So I'm hoping this is going to help with it a little bit. Um... But once you get every situated, my room is a little small, so I'm always worried about like the camera distance and things like that. But I am so impressed with how cool it is. Like I never got to try VR. I never did. And with Astro Boy, like it's kind of a simple platformer. So you're on a board and you're a little robot guy, and there's these other little robot guys like stuck in the in the board, and you have to kind of go forward and find them. And sometimes they're really hidden, but like the thing I think that impresses me the most about VR is like the like depth and texture things have. So, you know, everything is three dimensional, obviously, like we play games that are three dimensional, but like looking around it, everything, it really feels like, okay, there's this thing in front of me and scale is insane. Things that are big feel really big when you look at them. And, I, and there are so many times playing it. I'm just like, Start smiling. I'm like, that's so cool. That's so interesting. I, I was reading something about VR, and it literally does trick your brain. It does. It really that does. Thing is there. And that was it, oh, it's crazy. Like, yeah, like and I, I was just gonna say it's crazy. Yeah, and everything I read about, it's like you have to try it to see it. And like once the initial, because when was when did everything come out? 2016. No, I mean PSVR did, but like I well, there was there was that the, year. It was it was. You know, PSVR, the that, Vive, and Oculus. Oculus. And, and it was like, this is going to change everything. And it didn't really. But, and I think, like, even so, like... It's a large barrier to entry. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't want to play every game VR. And I actually am a little worried, because, like, Astro Boy is, like, one of those few games that's got, like, a crazy great Metacritic. It was, like, Game of the Year, like, nods last year. And I was like... So I feel like I'm at the pinnacle of the mountain. Like, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I love playing it. And mm. I worry, like, I played around with the little demos here and there. And there's always kind of like a, oh, is the camera in the right place for this? Like, I actually tried E-Valkyrie for two seconds and my camera's too far. So I'm actually behind oh. the seat when I'm sitting down. I'm like, this doesn't look good at all. I'm, I'm in the wrong spot. So there's a little things like that are annoying. But when everything's like clicking, very cool. Very, very cool. I want, I want to play E-Valkyrie, even regular. Well, kind of, I've been interested whenever in we can get, if we are able to get a, a Dinosaur Machines, uh, like, gather around, I'll bring it. Aren't we? I think. Well, we can talk. Are we thinking like pod. like next month? We should try to do something. Uh, we'll come. Okay. I'll come to Hoboken because I keep missing you, <laughs> and I'll bring my thing, and we can we can play it. It'll be fun. Wait, you're not gonna come watch Overwatch League with us? No, I am. But just in case, you know, like a like a fushal like day, of sloth. Okay. Like we'll, I'm into it. I'll make you guys play like Astro Boy. It's so cool. It's so charming. It's wonderful. I love it. I love it so much. It's so great. So you converted. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just excited i'm actually annoyed i can't play it tonight no i'm joking uh but <laughs> what we are going to do tonight is talk about a very special game very special game wheels very special. of aurelia main topic transition dan is the main topic it, yes it's the main topic my, what what is me amigo what is this wheel game that we talk of wheels of aurelia is a narrative road trip game set in the roaring italian 70s it tells the story of lella a restless woman driving on the roads of the western coast of Italy. The famous Via Aurelia. 
Ooh, a little Italian in there. Yeah. So, um, Dave, I said some words. You did. Mark always says I say some. Wait, words. no. Popular use of defined text. Oh yeah, shoot! I was, I was waiting for the text. Oh, oh well, I you were you were scratching your chin in a very prepared. See, sort this of is text. like a subplot where Dan always forgets one portion of his. Well, <laughs> usually it's the tastemaker. This is less offensive. Uh, this game had mixed reviews. Interesting. Surprisingly, <laughs> uh, it released three years ago, but it just came out on the Switch, which is why it kind of popped up again. Santa Ragione developed and published it, and. The popular user-defined tags for this product are adventure, driving, and there's two others. There's only four. Um, toys, toy cutouts. Whoa. Oh my God, you're so close to what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say model cars. Whoa, <laughs> guys, once again, you've done nothing short of impress me and the listener. Oh my God, listener, right? They nailed it wrong. Indie and female protagonists. Those are two t- <laughs> female protagonists. Lola's just a oh, main she's such character. a protagonist. She's often not not nice. Well, on that well, point, it depends on what you say. It is better to say. So part conversation sim, part driving game, where you control <laughs> motorist Lola and you a- drive a car and talk to your passengers. You can oh. cycle through options and see where the <laughs> conversations lead. How do you get new pa- passengers? You ask. Are you a talkative Uber driver? No. You can just pick up hitchhikers on the way to your ultimate destination. What's your ultimate destination? Three cities over from where you started. That's Wheels of Aurelia. All right. So the essential question, the big big tomato we need to get out of the way. So we have two options here. Go on. Is this game really bad or is it so bad that it becomes good? I think it is so bad that it becomes good immediately. Go on. The controls suck. Yep. Because the car <laughs> is, the camera is fixed and you have to drive this car on winding roads around other cars and it's hard to do. Did you ever play RC Pro-Am? Yes. And that is what this is basically I like. RC Pro-Am is that game, Mark, that is like dirt driving and you're... Because you're... it's a, it's a, the remote controls, the remote control cars that you're driving. It's like yeah. tank controls. And you're like, it's the same exact isometric view as Wheels yeah. of Aurelia. Mm-hmm. Except in RC Pro-Am, you can go off track. In Wheels of Aurelia, you cannot leave the road. You have a very thin road. You must travel down. Right. Yeah. Now, go on, Mark. I want you no, to... No, so I mean, you're making it, the argument that it's so bad it's good. So we're arguing how bad it controls. The controls Keep are going. bad. Okay. The, it's, uh, to Dave's... I'm not even going to go there. So I made a video about this and I did not look at the how to play. I did not realize how to play. So the conversation part, Mm -hmm. I messed up for half of my time with this game. Not realizing there were choices in your conversation. Not realizing how to do. (laughs) How to cycle through. How to to do 50%. I thought hitting the button made it go, but waiting makes it go. You know what? You know what's fun is the fact that there are two speeds to your car. There are two. Fast, Mm -hmm. faster. And moving. Right. <laughs> if you don't touch gas, it's just going at like five miles an hour. It's very slow. So my case for this game being so bad it's good is go... Because once you get past the bad controls, the story is like, what? Every five seconds, it makes you ask out loud, what? What is this we're talking about? What? Okay. Moving on. And I just couldn't... I was having such a fun time with how outlandish these people got. Mm. And how, how badly translated it felt. Most of the time, I just felt like they were wasting my time. 
Well, you know, I mean, telling a story that was not interested. So you did not get the same, Dave, like entertainment for how bad the conversations were. No, not usually. The only times I had fun were there were two paths that you could take in because there are diverging paths, right? Depending on which which road you take Mm -hmm. and some conversation options that you might make. You can go down paths that will I will have you help a guy rob a bank and then run away from the cops and and that's kind of fun trying to avoid Is getting it? caught by the cops. <laughs> eh, kind of. It's less fun than not trying to get it's caught different by the cops than what you were doing and the, before. And the only other one I thought was a very similar path, but then you wind up getting in a well, I guess a stock car race or whatever kind of race it is. Yeah. And you have to pass a lot of cars to win the race. That's that was probably the most fun in the game was to do that. But is that actually path. fun? Uh, I, I'm I'm not comparing it to all other games. I'm just saying inside of this game, that's the most fun you can have. So, okay. you you enjoyed the gameplay when it changed. You never enjoyed ever it's enjoy their conversations or I I don't think there is a single conversation that is worth reading <laughs> this game took me for some weird rides Sorry. on the on the idea of a wheel ride i actually oscillated a lot back and forth between do i actually think this is bad or do i think it's so bad it's good so then i had to compare it to what falls in that category there's the pinnacle of media which of bad is good yeah. the room of course right. and mm. we played deadly premonition in terms of the gaming side which i consider a game that's <laughs> It's not bad, but it's so outlandishly weird it becomes You don't play good. it for the quality of writing. You play it because it's like, I'm sorry, what did you just do? But the key point in that is, and like what I was thinking, because I kept thinking like, because originally I was like, this game is absolutely atrocious. This is terrible. We have never played a game as worse as this on this podcast ever. And then I kept, I kept playing it. And then I kept playing it. And then I kept thinking about how excited I am for this podcast right now to talk about. But then I maybe realize why. It's because we are a group of us, and we're going to be able to talk and to collectively take like, a poop on this game like, and how bad like it commi- is. We can commiserate. Hey, yes. collectively. So you, you can't... I don't think that's fair, then, to take that, that side of, like, I could watch The Room myself and have a good time because I register how terrible this is. And like, But isn't, isn't the fun, like, talking about it with somebody else? It is absolutely yeah. more fun that way. But I think there is an enjoyment to get out of the book because... Because there's so many things you can kind of look at and analyze and think about. And because I also think it has a key, and I think Wheels of Rally has that too. It doesn't understand how bad it is. Like, it's not just bad. Like, it's right. it's not a game that's like, oh, this we know this is not good. We're having poking fun at ourselves. It's not they that. They try to make something good. That's Which is key to being so bad you're good. Very important. Mm. But ultimately, it's like when you play games... You know, I don't think you could put the quality of it's like the conversation I'm going to have about this afterwards because a lot of people aren't like that. They're going to go and they're going to spend money on a game that they're going to play by themselves. And then that criteria, this game is terrible. And I, I can't say it's so ten, good. We're paying $10 for a game you could beat in 15 minutes. But you don't beat it well, in 15 minutes. Right? I mean, There's 16. I didn't play it further than one. Oh. 
Wait, so you so we didn't beat it. So so did you not beat this game, Dan? I would say that I well, got couldn't an play enough of it. No, he got he got an ending, but he just admitted that that's not beating. I don't it. know why Dave's mm. trying to corner me. I'm just I'm just I want when we when we when we go for that over under on how many games Dan beat. Uh, I want to know. I think what column this much money's on the line for this bet. Oh, it's kind of an internal <laughs> internal revenue. As oh we yeah, like no, bragging rights is. You guys uh, are beyond money. You, you got know. an ending. You got an ending, so I think you need... You, I got an you, ending, and I had a good experience with it. So Do I wish I got more endings? To yes. be fair, if I quote the tweet that you said, this is not the worst game I ever played, was the compliment you paid. <laughs> That's right. At the end of my video, not even that... At the end of my video, I said, this isn't the worst game I've ever played. Well, let's let's dig a little to, to the pieces of it. So there, there is the two portions. It is a, a driving simulator, conversation yeah. simulator. So right. the driving portion... The comparison I was thinking about is, you know, the walking simulator uh, genre. We've played a lot on this podcast, uh, something that's kind of popped up in the last couple of years mm. where the gameplay is there's not much to it. You're walking. You're just but going in a forward. walking sim mm. like like take something like like um, what is oh, oh, in any of these like Edith um, what Edith remains Finch. Edith Finch? What a remains Edith Finch or or. <laughs> Firewatch. Firewatch. Virginia. <laughs> the, vi- the visuals of these games are really compelling. Mm. You know what I mean? Like anywhere you look, you're like, oh, very interesting. You know? For this. There's, there's none of that in this. What? No. I think this game is pretty. Uh, I'm well, not going to compare seen, it visually. You've seen one screen of the game. You've seen all of it. Pretty much. No. Like, do you think, like, at least, I mean, I'll give you at least maybe the character, the pixelated character designs. Uh, My lord, yeah. the, intro, the intro scene is, the postcards, is, is, night, is nighttime. The aesthetic. There, there's things to that, but when you think about the portion of the game that is, that's not a lot of the game. The game is driving a little toy car across the same four buildings in a section, and then you mm. cross over to a different section, and there's the same, another four buildings that are different colors sort of, mm. in designs. Uh, to go on that point, like, because I'm thinking, like, Walking Sims doesn't have really an interesting mechanic a lot. Like, I think What Remains of the Finch is kind of an, an outlier in terms of it, it found, like, a really interesting in terms of individual mechanics. Uh, mm. Virginia, I think, did a good job at, like, cutting it so quickly where you never felt like you were languishing in any place too long. But mm. a key idea, and you're kind of bringing out, Dave, it's like, there's interesting looks at it. there's a there's a real sense of exploration in a lot of those games. Yeah, where that's is, why I don't like to call them walking sims. I call them exploration games or light adventures. I think was another phrase you used. Like there is a sense of kind of discovering the story that is around you. Like a like a, a good game for that I think about a lot is um, everybody gone to the rapture, which wasn't a great game, but it was this town after the rapture happened, and you're going through like the last members of, the, of like the last few people who were taken. And there's just like a little stories about from looking at the objects, looking like behind counters and things like that. You get a sense of who these people are, who you were looking at. So on that realm, there's zero interesting things going on as you're driving. You're driving and literally almost it's like almost a distraction from the conversation. Conversation. Let me ask you this. You know, in games, we do a lot of complex things that, you know, we can never do in real life. Is it easier having a conversation driving in real life than having a conversation driving in this game. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I don't use my, my yeah. hands to talk. Right. And you don't life. drive from a bird's eye view. That know. itself is pretty <laughs> impressive. They take something that's easier to do in real life and make it harder. I, I do like that you can 
change the story if you drive poorly or nicely. I, it, I thought that was. I thought that touches like that made me respect this. I game feel like there could have more. been more consequences to driving poorly. Yeah. So that was what we start talking about. Like, so this is a a choice driven game. Um, you are Lella. You have the ability to kind of choose basically between two options. Um, the mm. people you encounter. I think some of it is random. Like the people you pick up at the pit stops is random. But like the hitchhikers you choose. No, the hitchhikers are always the same. Well, they're always in the same spots, but in terms of like, because I think of like the three endings I got, mm-hmm. I had one encounter with a priest. I had one guy like the terrorist guy. Yeah, that's just because depending on which which towns you drove to. Okay, so that's what that's based on. So they're all yeah. in set spots. So it's really about finding the right combination of things yeah. to do something new. And then like they don't teach you this in the in the how to play, but you can if you've played it enough, you realize if you speed if you drive fast past a hitchhiker you'll you won't stop for them but if you're not pressing gas you will always stop from the hitchhiker for the hitchhiker no matter how far away from them you are oh really yeah i see i had a problem sometimes with hitchhikers because i was holding gas and i would drive into the thing and i would just bounce off an invisible wall awkwardly and like scuttle along i'm like i was in there like what do you want me to do so you have to take the pedal off yeah if it's off for like at all, if you're at like cruising speed, you always pick up the hitchhiker. You will veer all the way from the left lane, all the way across to get him. Interesting. Oh, I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah, but That's they don't it. teach you that. They, well, it's just something you learn from playing. On, on this point of like, it is a kind of choose your own adventure. Almost there are sixteen endings in this game. Yeah. Lella, as the main character, this girl who's driving, um, you get to kind of shape who you, the decisions she's going to make along mm-hmm. the way. So that kind of makes it, as a protagonist, kind of, there is a kind of clouded sense of who she actually is because you're kind of choosing that. So the question I wanted to bring up to you guys, especially when you think of games where you make choices, do you think games like this then kind of prevent you from ever having really solid character arcs or things like a nature where there's a story with like logical beats that kind of flow because you're, Mm. there's always the accountability of, the choices you make are going to contradict other things happening. Um, I mean, that didn't bother me as much as I felt like the game revolved more around, at least the way I was playing it, was like trying to trying to find out more about Lola. Right. Or Maria, whatever her real name but is. See, but in that was there a sense of who she really is if you're dictating what she says. Mm. Like, who is she then? Because you're you're making who like you could she's you. Because she she is the person that she's cho- that she's choosing to be after the traumatic experience of being kidnapped and being known as that girl who got kidnapped that time. <laughs> the girl that got see, uh, we'll get some more story beats into that. But like thinking like so then when you think about games like um like Fallout or Mass Effect, where you are that like yeah. you're projecting onto the character. You are the shepherd. Yeah, you are the shepherd. And it's like your shepherd. And like you can shift things. I grew up on Earth or I grew up in space. Uh, but like you dictate all those decisions. Do you then like for her, like she does have a backstory. She does have things going on with her. But then you can like, you know, one of the conversations that I would like to share with you guys later. A woman that I have with the um. priest. Like you could take it in two dramatically different directions. So it's like. It's the fact that because you're expected to play this game over and over and over again, mm-hmm. you're taking pieces of a pie and putting them together, and then when you have everything, you have the complete picture. But a lot of those can contradict each other. So it's yeah, like, because that's not really what you're doing. You're not you're not finding out the whole picture. Yeah, you're, you're just, just find, you're, you're just you're, you're just controlling you're controlling Lelo's fate over this one very 
very interesting day, quote cool. unquote. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, since you were a little bit more of the positive of it, like as you were driving along, like were you just more entranced with like how the dumb their conversations were, or were you were like, uh, I mean, there are things about this girl that are something. I was more entranced with the other characters, like Olga in my case, because mm. she's. I'm assuming she's the first one everyone starts with. You have to start. You with always her. start yeah. with Olga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. I was more interested in her very confusing situation. And that's when I started to veer into, oh my God, this game is incredible because it just went complete soap opera on me. And like, she's like, Lala, I have something to tell you. I'm pregnant. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it just took me so off guard that I was like, this game's great. But I was entranced by that. I was, I was, uh, then I realized that if I was to play it more, I would want to know more about the other passengers and and that would be my focus going through the story there's um, nothing to know about any of the other characters <laughs> well, that was my focus going through the first playthrough it was those was kind her. of more nonsensical moments where it's like yeah well those moments got my attention because they were just so outlandish but i also did i was curious i was like what are they going to do with this baby she can't get an abortion the baby needs to well, why not let the baby live Give it. I mean, it was maybe just she's like not ready things. to be her mother, Dan. Right, stupid things like that were flying through my head. I was like, you know, making while you're driving. Little... Yeah, and that that was like the fact that I was just going through these thought processes. It's like, oh my god, slam it to the side, slam it to the side. <laughs> you want to play Truth was... or Dare? Slam it to and... the side. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was um, when she had to go to the hospital towards the end of that playthrough, I was like, we got to get her there. She's pregnant. She can't get sick, whether she chooses to keep the baby or not. It's not healthy. Mm. It's just... <laughs> But I was like invested, and at the end of it, I was like, "Why was I so into that?" Okay, and that <laughs> so the, the silliness factor, basically. Uh, yeah, I definitely took. It was just like I was able to kind of remove my brain from the situation, and okay. just like a lobotomize, if you will. Yeah, essentially, and then like I was just enjoying this really random set of events, and then it was over, and it was well, quick. Random is a key word, I will yeah. say there. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. uh, interesting you mentioned quick too, because it's like okay, so. Again, you could beat this game probably much. In, you can do a run of this game into 15 minutes. Yeah, and so, you could finish it in that time 16, essentially. Yeah, Get all the so endings. it's like... So then as we start getting into the little things about the stories and the things we're encountering, I mean, I thought it was almost magnificent about how it could approach, like, really heavy topics, like with the subtlety of a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. that That's exactly my example on this but go on yeah so if you if you may indulge me as we start doing sure. our experiences I'm, i would like I'm to i'd like to re recount a dramatic reading of one conversation because this game is really about the conversations between these characters okay um so this is one i had uh, I, i'm editing this podcast right i think i am yes okay so i wish you gave both of us one of us the paper we could have like a a back and forth. That would have been good. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But maybe in the future ones we do dramatic. Yeah. So I think Mark editing this podcast, can I get some dramatic background music for this? Like really soulful. Okay, here we go. All right. So this is the one I have with the priest. I forget his mm -hmm. name. So, you know, you're with these Mr. guys in priest. the car. You're really thinking about Padre. You know, Padre. Whatever. Something. So here's the conversation I have with him. So first of all, you meet him at the stop. Olga runs off in my scenario because I drove very mm -hmm. poorly. So she abandoned me. So she's like, I need to get to this place. She's like, I'm driving. So she gets in the car. Where are you going, Padre? There's a place along the way. That's a very metaphysical answer. For now, let's just drive. Pause. What 
do you think of the Moro kidnapping? The way the party is managing the case is inhuman. I was expecting something about the divine providence. Human life comes before anything else. If we can only, if only we can help somehow. Yes, if only we could. I'm curious. What do you think of Paul the Sixth? He's a great and humble servant of God. Do priests have like favorite popes? Popes are not football players, Lella. Padre, there's a hitchhiker waiting for a ride. I slam it to the side dramatically, hitting an invisible wall to keep going. This music. The times are changing indeed. Yes, let's see how you do this Gregorian chants then. Sorry, I haven't done my vocal warm-ups. So this is about 50% of this conversation with this character. Yep. What is any of this? What does this it's have great. to matter? And then it's my great. favorite part, I'll skip to the end because of this whole thing. This is at the very end when you reach the location. I thought you needed to stop before the Veragergio. <laughs> I did, but I didn't have the Veragergio. I did, <laughs> but I didn't have the guts to see my mother. First time in this conversation, the mother is ever yeah. brought up. Yeah, because if you would have taken the the other paths, you would have got him to open up and talk to the fact that he's not close with his mom, and that he's try he's on the way to the hospital in order to uh, say goodbye to her, essentially, and get uh, some stuff off of his chest. Interesting. Okay. So... But the end of the conversation happens the same way, the no same matter way. what, I guess. And that was the impression over and over and over I get. It's like, there's 15 pieces of this conversation. I'm seeing pieces 1, 4, and 7. Mm. That's why it doesn't make any sense. But you yeah. always end at 9. But you always end at nine, and that's nine is what it is. So it doesn't matter if nine. Or maybe make any sense maybe to there's you. two things. Like either he does stop and talk to his mom, or he doesn't. Right. It's always one of those. But so, Dave, like, for mm. from all the reflecting all the conversations you had, is that kind of the journey? Such as you're just like, what are they talking about? It just it just didn't really matter. I mean, like the the only like the interesting conversation I thought was with Gorilla. The, is that the, uh, the, like the bank robber guy? Yeah, the guy who... Yeah, because there's a couple ways you could handle him. Like, whether or not you let him rob the bank, you know? I didn't let him rob the bank because I didn't even know where the bank was. was if like, he would have just not been holding gas, he would have stopped on it by it automatically. Oh, there we go. That would have been, that would have been the way <laughs> to do it. Um, let me ask the, to pose this question. So this game is the 70s. You know, and we're hard on this game. We have to kind of think about, like, this is not an American team. English is not their first language. Maybe if we were in Italy in 1978, we'd be like, this perfectly... Uh, yeah. I do, I do wonder if this game suffered from translation mm. uh, errors, if there, were, if there were poor translations going on. But see, but at the same time, like, because of the... Like, it's, it's a very specific time and place, and there is the language mm. thing, but a good story is written in a way where it doesn't matter where you're coming in from it, You could, there's still something you can get out of it. Maybe you don't get to the depth to it because... You don't know that, but it's like literally, it's like in 50 years, there's a game about two guys driving down a highway, and they're like, So, what do you think of 9 11? And you live in, I don't know, Russia. It, it, there's, a, there's a breakdown there. And for there's mm. so many events like the Moro Kinepic, I wrote a few. Paul the Sixth, the oil crisis over, everyone wants a car again. Got any political opinions? Was this smoke, uh, smoking the one thing my mother taught me? There's so many like one line. It's like, ooh, isn't this juicy? But then they kind of comment it, and then it's gone. And there's, and there's no follow up. There's no follow up to anything. I really, yeah. I really, I 
You can't get enough of it. I don't know. <laughs> But you I, did. I, you did get enough of it in your one playthrough. In your one playthrough. Well, I you know. I, I felt like I was ready. I feel like I was ready. Those fifteen okay. minutes, you were ready. Yeah. <laughs> just, I didn't want to sully it. I didn't want to. But is, wanna... isn't that isn't that contradicting your own yeah, statement? It's I, like, I was like, oh my god, when I ate that ice cream, it was so good. I, I but I, I never want to eat ice cream again. Yeah. Hey, if it was that good, it I mean, to ruin fair, that's kind of like of that's kind of like Journey for me. Like I played it once and it was perfect. Oh, I, I could never play. Journey I never want to play Journey again. I I, I, I don't that and moment. You know, where you know you... why? Because it's not that good. <gasps> oh come on, contrarian! I I'm say. about to collapse dead. <laughs> We're gonna save that for I, another fight. <laughs> That game, if you didn't know, that game is, is one of the ten, and one of the most one of the most overrated games I have ever played. Right, I think there's me, a sudden it's like a time and a place. Wait, we're not gonna get off of talking about Journey. No, we're I'm gonna just gonna wrap say this conversation. That if you didn't play Journey fresh without knowing the, the spoiler, quote unquote, then yeah, it's I th- different. There is possible that, but to start it's wrapping up Wheels of Aurelia. Anyway, Wheels of Aurelia, weird game. From my perspective, is it worth your time? I think if you liked the What room, is the gameplay of Journey? Stop. Walking? No, I'm, not getting it. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> Go into that place in the distance? Yes, That's right. And they don't even have to tell you. You just And then know. you fly at the end. And you fly at the because end. Because it's the only... No, they do tell you because it, everything funnels to that one place. You can't go that way. Yeah, but it's the point. It's like it's... All right, I'm not, I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> Wheels of Aurelia. Dan, I, now let me ask you this, Dan. If you knew you were going to be able to talk about this game ever... To somebody, would you still people should buy this? That's game? see that that I can't answer that question because I almost exclusively take in content for the chance to discuss it with people. Interesting. I uh, like I, I feel like that's uh, the best part of it, like to share mm. it in some way. Like I feel like that, like oh, did you see Star Wars Episode Two? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm sorry, were you born two days ago? Kind of thing. So you know, like, Dan, <laughs> would you would you ever watch a movie that? you stumbled upon yourself and had never heard any like yeah. never never heard anyone talk about it before and you stumbled upon it yourself no way yes. Dan. absolutely really that's crazy why would i not watch them if it's like oh this is an action movie oh that's cool i never heard of this and it seems interesting enough by the synopsis i'll watch it why wouldn't i, I watch feel like it? i feel like what you're saying right now is that you'd only play games that you can talk about well i would then be like dave like, i like, watched you're only consuming Okay. I would then tell Dave I watched Kung Fu Chef last week. You'd be like, okay. "What's Kung Fu Chef? This game I found on Netflix." This okay. I found. And then you'd watch it, maybe. But that, okay. to me, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a, that, that's why yeah. media exists. I'm not, I'm not trying to call you a follower. No, that you're trying to. I think he's trying I'm to poke saying. holes on you, Dan. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but, but I mean, but I also all of this being said, can I willy nilly suggest this game out? No, I can't. Okay. I, I. It was worth my $10 because I got something out of it. But I think yeah. this is not everyone's game. Interesting. Dave, For sure. final words. <laughs> I, I think that if... I think that there were things that they could have grown, grown on. I think maybe the game could have built more around deeper conversations and actually, like, maybe it not being one road trip... Because I feel like the fact that it's like you're you going from here from point A to point B over the course of let's say in Lola's life uh you know, seven hours. Oh, okay. You know, straight. Like 
you could have had more of an arc for her. Mm. Okay. You know? Uh, I, I I agree with that. And I think it's hard, though. It's just like, well, well how did they make like, this game better? It had to be just better. <laughs> like, how different would it have felt if after you reached Sidavecchia, there was a cutscene that happened and and Lulla changed for some story reason. Right. And then you got back in the car, possibly with the person you were with, or possibly with a new person. Mm. And now and like, the, the I think reflects, even yeah. even how how poor the gameplay mechanic of the driving was, I think that would have made it more would have made me more invested in it. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Like, I think the driving stinks, but the driving it's like who cares? It is just about the conversations, and it's just from a from a telling engaging stories and I will never proclaim to be an expert or anything like that. But I think I, I take in enough information and stories to know what's good and what's bad and ways to make a good story. And this game flaunts the premise of mm. what it takes to really build engaging characters and interesting arcs. It just doesn't have them. And it, it and I think it is partially because after hearing the priest thing, I think it is because of just the nature of the divergence of things like that, that if you maybe put all the pieces together, maybe mm. it makes sense. But the fact mm. that it just makes sense, like even though this priest like has this mm. issue with his mom. Okay. But why is that engaging and interesting? Yeah. Uh, like this, if this, I'll just, this is the final word. If this game doesn't get all three of our golden poops on episode 75, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know. I don't know. What I mean, there's do. still a couple more games. Maybe as a man who's played all of them. Okay. D- I, Dan, if you pull a Satalis on us, Dan, <laughs> hands right. in the well, air, my look, friend. <laughs> I do believe it deserves gold and something. So let's just say that. Uh, oh, all right, we'll say that. All right. I, I, I just, I think they were going for something, and I. Feel the other like thing I think yeah. could have made it a little bit better is if there was more motivation for unlocking the different cars. If they actually felt I different that was to drive. Part no. of it. Well, there's some faster. Some are faster than slower. No, story-wise, I thought they called you out a little bit. Yeah, they do. Because like they'll be like two girls in a sports car. Who knew? Because you're in a sports car. But it's like it doesn't. Whatever. All right. Anyway, let's get let's get past this. I'm just saying, like, if the game, if it actually felt different to drive the car, other than it being faster. If anything was good about this game, it would have been good. Wheels of Aurelia, buongiorno. Buongiorno. All right. Well, the oh. final topic of the night, boys. Main top, not main topic. Final topic. Oh, topic. topic. Trail taste What topic are you talking about? Having a seizure on layer. Uh, trail taste maker. Final segment of the night. Current scoreboard. Mark has a point. Mark's excited about his point. He's got one point. Dave also has a point, which makes him less excited. And then Dan has Zilch. And then, points. but Mark can't get a point there because it's his tastemaker. I want a point, Mark. So either we could be triple tiesies or Dave can pull ahead as he normally does. Mark, do you understand? I understand, but I'm not in control. <laughs> I'm a, a. He's a fair man. A you fair are man. literally you actually, in control. You are in control. You could just right. be like tastemakers. I don't want to see your Giants T-shirt. That's a Jets shirt. It's a Jets shirt. How dare you? Remember, it's a sense of time. It's like when we put it on case. Let it go. Remember, remember pre-pod when he was like, "I'm a Giants fan." That's that's how. That's how much you know he's not a Giants. I I love the Giants. The Eli Manning characters. All right. Well, uh, this game catches those footballs. Brand new game. (laughs) Wheels of Aurelia. Now, brand new game. So here, it's a very simple game. I was talking about out of shotgun formation. 
I'm not okay. You have to I just, just push forward, to... Mark. David's going to be able to get me. All right, this is a very simple game, all right? I'm calling 26 it. 26 is worth two 13s. He's ready. He's got to walk, walk away, Dave. Walk away. So this game is called okay. Unlikely Comparisons. Unlikely Comparisons. Very, very okay. simple. I'm going to give you a title, and you have We're to... making analogies. You both get like a chance to answer. Analogies? SATs? No. Analogies uh, just now? No analogies. I'm going to give you a title. You have to tell me, is this a quest in Skyrim, or is this a boy band? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all it Mark, is. How long did you spend making this? I don't want to. I don't need to divulge that information. It's a lot of time. I'm proud of you. So this is Good all job. it is. So I tell you it. Is this a boy band, or is this a quest in Skyrim? I can't mm. believe Very you. simple. All right. I can't believe you figured uh, this out. The first one is... Innocence Lost. <laughs> is this a quest in Skyrim? Come or is this a boy band? Uh, no, this isn't fair. I'll take, I'll take boy band. I will also take boy band. Yeah, boy band, you're both wrong. There's a quest in Skyrim. <laughs> this is from the innkeeper in something. Sleepy, I have the description. It stems from a rumor heard in the innkeep of the Sleeping Giant Inn in Rivenwood. It's about this child in a black sapperman. You both get nothing. Dave and Dan. Yeah. I just wrote D and D. That's not going to help me. Dan. <laughs> All right. Next one. Ready? Dean Dan. I have nine. I have nine for the record. Uh, the next one is The Wanted. Well, you see, now that sounds like a Skyrim quest. Or is it a boy band? The it's, Wanted. Uh, it's a boy band. You're going to go with Skyrim quest. It is a boy band, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's the British boy band, The Wanted. They formed in 2009, and they have their hugest hit was Glad You Came. <laughs> they had a, also, a family show. They had their own reality show on E! called The Wanted Life, which was produced by Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> the I'm Wanted. Sorry. Well, Dan, you're Wanted right now. You're winning one nothing. The what? All right. Next one. I'm sorry. This is really taking me for a loop. All right, I'm just trying to keep you on your toes. <laughs> You're doing it, dude. All right, next one. Ready? Five seconds mm-hmm. of summer. Five seconds of summer. That's a boy band. I, I also I agree. It's a boy band. It is a boy band. Because it's always winter in Skyrim. They were also ta- called Five SOS. Their big hits were "She Looks So Perfect" and "Girls Talk Boys." They are currently <laughs> had it. They toured with One Direction. <laughs> All right, David Dan, both points. Dan went into currently on tour. Wait, where can we see them? We should plug them and see if they'll sponsor our podcast. I don't think so. We're moving on. <laughs> Next one. Lights out. That is a Skyrim, Skyrim quest. That is correct. It is a Skyrim quest. You received this David quest in from an Aragonian named Jerry, or Jerry Argonian. An Argonian. All right, bub, you're on a roll now. We got this. Ready? We got this. Next one. Caught in the act. Ooh. Skyrim Quest. Caught I agree. In the act. Caught in the act is a boy band. No. <laughs> Shortly called CITA in half I English, to, half I Dutch to, boy band. I have to diverge from Dan, or else we're not, I'm never going to gain ground. <laughs> it's true. Their big hit was "Gonna Make You Mine," and the U is the U, the letter U, for the mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. Not not like a sheep. Not a sheep. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Next one. Oh, that was funny. Chris scoreboard. Dan three. Dave two. Yeah. Got a few more left. Next one, Code Red. Code Red. Boy band. <laughs> Go with your heart, Dave. I, 
I'm going to say Skyrim Quest. It is a boy band's. They're known... What is it like? What is it? A... <laughs> they were what a are ne- they gingers? They were a British <laughs> band. Uh, their big hit was "I Gave You Everything," and they finished as runners up in the competition of something. All right, we're going. On. Ready? Next one. Um, good intentions. Uh, good intentions. Hey, it's a boy band. A boy band. Good intentions. It's a boy band. I'm gonna say it is um, a Skyrim quest. Dave is correct. It is a Skyrim quest. Who was so, the last point before this? Are we tied? Did. You did. No, no we're not Davis, tied. Oh, Davis I, the I just, I just, I'm, I'm down by one. Good now intentions is the fourth quest in the College of Winterhold. Great section of the game. Oh, I just did that. Oh, not exaggerating. All right, we got so two left. Ready? We got two left. I'm battling recency. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Rise in the East. <laughs> that's a boy band. <laughs> that's a that's a Skyrim quest. Dave is correct. It is a Skyrim quest. It is not Ow. an Asian boy band. That's about like the rebellion happening in, in those cities in the oh, east, right? He just knows. The... He knows it. He got it. Well, Dave plays played Skyrim good. He played it good. He played it good. All right. Last oh, one. I platinumed it. This one, of my one few platinums. will dictate the winner. Okay. This is it. I want you two to pick different things because I don't have a tiebreaker. <laughs> we will choose the same thing. What if, you're, what if Dave or I are so sure? We could just, we could just, we could just accept the tie and we, take a half a point. Oh uh, well, I'll let you guys. We'll, we'll see what happens. Right, last one, ready? Okay. Soul decision. Soul decision. Soul. A decision made decision. about souls. How do you spell soul? S O U L. Like, as if it was, like, shoes, and then we would know for sure. Soul. (laughs) Soul decision. Mm. I'm just going ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say Skyrim Quest, because I haven't said that in a while, which means it's not a Skyrim Quest. Uh, I'm going to take the boy band. So we're locking it in. Boy band, Dave, Skyrim Quest, Dan. As it was Mm -hmm. always meant to be. Dave, enjoy your win. Dave did Mm. win. Soul Decision no! is a British Columbian. They're from Vancouver boy bands. Before signing a record deal, they released a couple of singles that received national top 40 radio airplay. Their big hits are, ooh, it's kind of crazy. And they toured with Backstreet Boys, Sync, and 98 Degrees. Good for them. They did very well for themselves. They're Soul old. Decision. Dave, congratulations. He knows a lot about boy bands. And he just knows how to sniff them out of the pack. He sniffs them out. Smell like Axe body spray. Gets his nose in there. He's sniffing it up. So now the scoreboard Dave now leads two, as his natural order of things is. Dave gets two. Here he goes, Mark. Here he we gave go. him a window, and now he's getting. Look at him. He's moving so around his just, chair. Which soul, only goes his left. soul made a decision to win. Uh, That's what happened. <laughs> it's good playing with you guys. You know what? Dave oh, needed hope this. After the, hope you all had fun. After the wheels of Aurelia and the Giants combo. You didn't break it up again. Why'd you break it up again? You know, because I again. want him to feel like he won. That's him throwing salts in a wound because he's bitter uh, that he lost. I, 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 he won. He did win. Uh. He's mad now. <laughs> he's I'm, mad sorry. Now. I'm sorry. Well, as he's mad, he can what? fire what up. Are the... The... What are they doing? Why? <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. Dave Gettleman, you better have a plan. Listen, trust the process, Dave. Dave Gettleman, the... you better tweet at us at Dino underscore machines on Twitter. Yeah, and tell tweet us, us what the your, plan gi- is. your thoughts on the Giants free agency plans. I won't tell anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, 
Right. DM me. I'm at zombie underscore pirate. <laughs> I'm at Magra Greg. And you can also reach us at the Spotify's and the Facebooks and all the other places podcasts are located. Say what my Twitter account name is. At You did. Well, now you did it. We it over now. Um, so we got three more games left in we the do. season. We have The Missing. Oh, I should run the machine. JJ Macfield and the Island of something. Wait. Lo- Lost what? Memories? It's a big title. Um, oh. We have Shadow Tactics and Piku Niku are the remaining titles. Piku I think it's going to be... I think Piku Niku. I feel like Piku Niku is going to mm, Nope. Mm-mm. No? It's going to be that long game. The JJ. Because I'm excited for Piku Niku. Pressing it. Uh... It's it, it dance correct. It's the missing JJ Maxfield in the Island of Memories. The long game. Mark, is this one of yours? This is one of mine. Who did um, you choose this game for? I chose this he for didn't myself. Do <laughs> <laughs> I will. This is what I will say about this game. Um, it's made by the reason I picked this game because it's made. Speaking of really weird games, is made by the guy who made Deadly Premonition. Oh, this is a game. What are we doing to ourselves this season? (laughs) It is a side-scrolling puzzle platformer. Okay. The most important thing to do about this game, do not read anything about it. Just play it. Don't look anything up. What's it called? Where can I play it? Uh, Where can we play it? I think it's everywhere. I played it on PS4. I think it's on the Switch. Um, It was nominated for Games for Change Award. Did not win. Oh. Um, It is on the Switch. It is on the Switch. Thank you, dude. Go into it blind. This is a game that is important to finish okay. i'll say that that will be my how own long would you say it, this game oh uh, i can look up how long to be six i want to say six or seven your six hours is usually like four no <laughs> don't do that Man, <laughs> this is how you never finish a game you mark suffer. beats games senseless i don't but i play them i don't think i think it's some good sex i think the completionist style of this game will take about 10 hours. Main plus extras is 7 oh. hours. And main story only is 5 hours. Ah. Okay. I, was, I was about right. For the record, okay, I did well. plan this game. For the record. Did. Yes. For the record, I will probably play this on the Switch and there would will, there will be no trophies. That's that's fine. But I think... Don't don't look anything up about this game. Don't. Just, just go in. Just go just in don't. and just... Is it a control-heavy game? Because that no, made me make, make want to play it on the PlayStation more, 4. There are things you need to, like, do, but it's much... It's kind of like Inside, where it's... There is, like, jumping and running around, but it's really more about a puzzle. You're trying to solve... You're trying to get certain things in certain places to, to get... To proceed forward. Okay. Also. But it's not like Celeste. No. Where it's like, like you no, gotta, no, 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 gotta no, be no, very no. exact. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that will be for next time. Until then, listener... Listener... Hit it out of the park again. You did it. You're listening. You did it. You you've done it. You've got through it. Treat yourself. Don't buy Wheels of Royalia. To, to go, buy, go buy the missing. That would be a better expenditure of your cash monies. Until then, goodbye. Bye.